Be a night for it. What we are looking at is very, very simple. We are looking at the angels of God. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants that what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John. Revelation chapter 2 verse 1. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the stars, seven stars in his right hand, and walk among the seven golden lampstands. Revelation chapter 2 verse 8. To the angel of the church in Smyrna write, these are the words of him who is the first and the last who died and came to life again. Revelation chapter 3 verse 1 to the angel of the church inside his right. These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive but you are dead. Revelation chapter 3 verse 14 to the angel of the church in Laodicea write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. And I saw a mighty angel, chapter 5 verse 2, proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seal and to open the scrolls? Chapter 7, verse 2, Then I saw another angel coming out from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. Then the angel took the censer, filled with it, filled it with fire from the altar and hauled it on the earth. And there, and there came pals of thunder, rumbling flashes of lightning and earthquake. Chapter 8 verse 12. The fourth angel sounded a trumpet and a third of the sun was struck. A third of the moon and a third of the stars. So that a third of them turned back dark. And third of the day was without light, and also the third of the night. Chapter 9, verse 16, it said to the sixth angel, Who had the trumpets release the four winds, four angels, who are bound at the great river Euphrates? But in the day when the seventh angel is about to sound the trumpet, the mystery of God will be accomplished. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 7. Chapter 11 verse 15. The seventh angel sounded the trumpet and there was loud voices in heavens, which said, 
The kingdom of this world had become the kingdom of our Lord and His Christ. And I can read more and more and more and more and more and more to us. Why are we looking at angels? Hebrew 1.14 says, And not all these angels, ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. While I was showing you about the ministry of angels yesterday, I help you to see some things. One, angels are ministering spirits that God sends to serve those who are Christians. Remember, don't forget, I told you this. A Christian is not a person who goes to church. A Christian is a person who has accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. But then, when a person is a Christian, he will belong to a company called church. And the Bible says that the angels, all angels, all angels are ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. We looked into few assignments of angels yesterday. And today I want to go further in the assignment of angels. If you remember from your notes, yesterday we looked at the angels that are behind visions and revelations. And I taught you that every vision and every revelation behind it is an angel. If you see an open vision, if you see a trance, there is an angel behind it. And we look into Daniel chapter 9, isn't it? Come on, let's speak now. And Daniel chapter 10, yes. And we saw something that is very, very common between those two Daniels. Daniel was a man of prayer. And because he was a man of prayer and a persistent, a man of persistent prayer, he prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed because... He read in the Bible that a promise should have been fulfilled. And that triggered his heart to seek God. And I told you something about Daniel. Daniel was a politician. He was one of the, high, most, the highest ranking personnel in Babylon. Very rich. Very comfortable. But yet, he's the one who sought God. Very busy man. He was also a prophet. Which means that the people consulted him. He coped with that and his politics. Because we recognize the Bible says that in, among all the politicians in the country, he was a man without God. Nobody could beat him. If the government would take a decision and they are confused, if Daniel is alive, king has no problem. Really, when Daniel, if all of them gave an advice and Daniel came and gave another advice, the advice of Daniel is what he would take. They will put all of the advices behind. He was very, very busy. Very, extremely busy. But yet, he had time to pray. He had time for God. He nailed down three times in a day. We got that from him. Now we found out that because he was a man who always went to God, like, um, um, uh, what is his name now? Habakkuk will do. He was a man who sought God with the intention to hear from God. He doesn't just speak to God. 
he waits on God. He has a decision before he prays. He seeks God daily as a friend. But whenever he goes to God for an inquiry, he must get answer. Alright? Because of his heart condition towards God. Then we saw how God sent the angel. And when the angel came in verse 20 of chapter 9, he says that, you know, since you started praying, the Lord has sent me. Now I have now come to make known unto you that which you are asking. Then we looked at the life of, you know, the New Testament. Because some of us feel that Old Testament is when God sent angels. And we saw in the book of Acts chapter 8, a young man who was just a deacon in the church, running for his life, got to Samaria, started preaching the gospel, and the power of God moved. And we saw how an angel appeared to him and told him to go to a particular street. And when he got to the street, he found a man. And how Holy Spirit said to him, join that man. And then how when he got to the man, he completed the job. And I help you to understand the cooperation or collaboration between angel, Holy Spirit, and man. And I said to you, what man should do, angels should never do it. You remember that angel in the book of Revelation that says to John that I am a fellow servant with you. Alright? So, but we recognize that after he ministered to the man, the Holy Spirit took him away and he vanished. Then we looked into the life of a friend of mine in chapter 9 of Acts. Who was going to kill Christians. Like the Boko Haram of Nigeria, that is what he was. Or the ISIS. He was going to kill Christians. He watched over those who stoned Stephen to death. He stood by them and said, keep on stoning him. To make sure that he was killed. Because he has a zeal, but he was not mixed with, with knowledge. There are many people on earth today like that. We are going to get them saved. Come on now. We are the one who get them saved. You know, a good number of them are great vessels that God sent to this earth to turn the world upside down, but the devil robbed their mind. Are we together? When Jesus appeared to this man, we saw in that story that he got up and he was blind. And then Jesus went to another man who was very fearful, running for his life, a disciple, but a godly man. Ananias, and told him that go to the house of, in, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, Tana, someone in Tana. And, you, and they told him the address, and he said, you will find a man there called Saul. And he said, which Saul, sir? And he said, the same Saul who was going to kill you. Ah, God, you know how this man was a killer. Right? And then Jesus said to him that I have also appeared to him. And I have shown him a man called Ananias who is coming to lay hands on his head. Why didn't Jesus lay hands on, on Saul, eh, Paul, Saul and let his cave fall off? Because the highest heaven belongs to God, the earth he has given to the sons of men. What we ought to do, God will never do it. Angels never do it. Now, what I want to help you understand today is how you put your angel into assignment, into operations. We spoke yesterday about, and we stand on the things that people do, and they see angels, and they encounter angels. The Bible says that Ananias went there, lay hands on him, and he was healed. And we looked, we looked also into Acts chapter 10, about a man who is not born again. 
But he was a God-fearing man. He heard about the God of Israel. He prayed regularly, just like Daniel would do. But he was a Roman officer. Not just a junior boy. He was a centurion. That's a general. But general called all his infantry three times a day. They bend their knee before the God of Israel. I say this is because some of us always say that, oh, my business, oh, my work, oh, I have a lot to do. And I want you to understand that 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 applies to you. If you are such a person that gives God excuses why you could not manifest, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 says, But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning Satan, your mind may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to God. God gave you business, not for you, for you to rob him with business. No, it's for you to be blessed. Confirming his word so that you can serve him better. Really, the more we are blessed, the better we should be able to serve God. I'm not saying that poor man shouldn't serve God. But I'm saying that, you know, a poor man has more problems than a rich man. So if poor people still see God seriously, how can a rich man give God an excuse? Come on now. Your eyes should see angels. You will see one tonight. The attitude of our mind must change. And we saw how the angel told him the address of where Peter was. And then the 12 midnight, 12 noon the following day, the same angel went to Peter and showed him a trance and said, they are waiting for you downstairs. Come on. You see what I'm helping you to understand here? I want to take you to two things, two major operations of angels tonight. One, angels are the one behind every destiny. Angels are the one behind every destiny. For destiny to be fulfilled, there must be an efficient work of an angel. People whose angels are activated, they fly in the world to destiny. If you do not know how to position yourself and understand how angels operate, because you cannot pray to them. They are servants like you. You can't pray to me, so you cannot pray to an angel. But you see, let me say this to you. There are things that you can do. And I'll be so happy with you. I'll be so eager. If I hear people calling my telephone, and it is your voice, whatever I'm doing, I will pick it. Whereas some other people, I will let them leave their message in the answer phone. Alright? It is your conduct. Your behavior. is attractive to me. So are angels. There are attractive behaviors to angels, which when they see a man with it, a saint of God, before you speak, they'll be flexing their muscles to act. Really, they will push you to speak, even if you don't want to speak, so that they can act on your behalf. But if your conduct is not, then they will pray for you. But Lord... We have been with this guy now for 30 years. He didn't give us work to do. Help him, please. Help him. We want to help him, but serpent's cunning. He attacks your pure and sincere love for the Lord. 
Now look at the book of Exodus 23. These are enormous beings, very powerful beings. One of them is enough to handle every devil. The ministry of angels. In the book of Exodus 23, verse 20, it says, Behold, I'm sending an angel ahead of you to guide you along the way and bring you to the place I have prepared. Let's look at this. What's the first instruction? Pay attention to him. Yes. And then listen to what he says. And do all that I say. I will be an enemy to your enemies. And will oppose those who oppose you. Did he use that? I thank God for that woman. (laughs) Then look at what he says. Shall we read verse 23 together? Excuse me. I want us to look at a business here. Corporation. God said, I, God, I have prepared a place for you, which is your destiny. But you see, that place is occupied by some other people. But it's yours. These guys are very, very fierce and strong and wicked and wild. But he said, look here, don't worry. Whatever those people are, And no matter how tough that place is, I have assigned one angel to go ahead of you. I believe that this is principle to every destiny. There is angel of destiny that is waiting for you at the destination of the destiny. Their job is to make it happen. I heard when you were praying, Pastor... uh, Pastor Dr. Taiwo. He said that the Lord told our Father in the Lord one day, He showed him and said to him that, Look, all the money you need for the work I'm sending you in England, I have provided it. And he said, He saw a vision of angels, the park trailers. And they were emptying those boxes into a warehouse. And then, the archangel said, This is the warehouse that God has prepared for your son, that is my spiritual mother. Because she inquired from the angel that, What is this you are putting in my son's warehouse? And my spiritual mother, the angel said to her, This is the money God gave to him for his work. And he said, open it. And they opened it. He said that, he said it's foreign currencies. I was in Nigeria then. And he said that the angel asked her, how many years can a man finish spending this money? And she said, 
a nation cannot finish spending it. And said, that is the money I've allocated for the work God sent your, your son. And I told you that because the Lord revealed this before I was called, before Jesus appeared to me, I said to you, that money is here, not outside. No, it's not outside. It's not outside. So he said, you should pray that Lord manifest this thing in this convention. I heard all your prayers. When I'm in that room seeking God before meeting, I put on the, the, the screen to be seeing what is going on here so that I can monitor and I can follow and pray with you. Listen to me. The angel of destiny waits for you at the destination of your destiny. If you look at what God is saying here, so glaring. God said, My angel will go ahead of you, verse 23, and bring you into the land of the Amorites. And then God said, And I will wipe them out. Amen. And when God said he will wipe out some people, he starts telling you that the angels will do it. That I will give the angel the power to fulfill what I desire. God doesn't leave his throne in heaven. Why should he? Can this earth contain him? He sends his angel. Look, one day I had an encounter, the Lord took me to heaven. And on this encounter, I told you the whole story, but I will just cut it short. I was in a battle with an angel because the angel who took me to heaven when the time came, he said we should go. He said it's time for me to go back to the earth. And I didn't want to go. I loved where I was. So the angel was going to carry me, and I knew if he can carry me to pass this line, I go back to the wall. So I twisted my right leg on his leg. All right? And the angel was trying to carry me. He could not. He could not. Because see, in heaven, everybody is equipotential. We all have equal potency. Unless when the Father gives strength to the being. And that strength is a qualified strength which will only achieve the purpose of the Father sending to that being, either angel or man. And once that operation is done, the power goes back to God. He becomes equal with everybody. Suddenly I just saw in the throne of God a beam of light struck out and hit the angel. And the angel just picked me like a paper. While I was struggling with my legs like that, Screaming, no, no, no. That was the day that when I came back to the earth, from six in the morning, I wept till six in the evening, asking God for death to die. So when God says, I will wipe them out, what do I say to you? God doesn't need millions of angels to wipe out a nation. No. I showed you, I said with you yesterday. He said to me, this children have the power to remove America from the face of the earth. God said, your destiny, I have assigned angel who stays there, who's waits there for you. Not only that, any opposition they may rise against you, I have given him power to alienate them. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. But if you look at the verses that precede it, God gave two warnings there, which is geared towards our mindset. Two warnings. 
He said, Pay attention to what he, what to him and listen to what he says. Do not rebel against him. He will not forgive your rebellion since my name is in him. Then he says, If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, then he says, I will be an enemy to your enemies and will oppose those who oppose you. So, what God is saying is so simple. We have to make a choice to release our girl here. This is what we have been dealing with in the, in the seminar today. We've done so many things, gone through many, many teachings. We have to make a mind up. <laughs> we have to make up our mind to just serve God. That's it. You have to make up your mind that you will not do anything that God doesn't like. So that your heart is on the guard. If you make a mistake, we have an advocate. But if you live a life without protecting your heart, then you will voluntarily go into what God hates. And these are the trap of Satan that hinder your human mind so that angels you can't see. Even if they stand before your nose, you are looking, you can't see them. And they are not pleased with it. We need to understand our mind, human mind has to be retuned. I was telling you yesterday, there are many Christians who don't even know anything about angels. And they know several names of demons. Because they have been taught. I think maybe people don't teach about angels because many, many people don't encounter them. But whatever the case may be, this is a fact. You don't have to encounter the Bible for you to teach it. <clears throat> because the Bible talks about us. I will together now. <clears throat> the Bible is not Bible because you experience it. Or I experience it. It is a manual and a standard which all of us who believe in Jesus can enter into and experience. I will together now. So therefore, when God spoke this to Israel, did he fulfill it? Look at Joshua chapter 5, verse 13. He says now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in the front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now what? Come. Hallelujah. God said, I will send my angel ahead of you. And before Joshua got to Jericho, the angel was waiting there. Understand, when Joshua saw this angel, of course, all who see angels, they always refer to them as man because they look completely like you. Joshua went to this angel and said, Excuse me, who are you, by the way? Are you for us or for our enemies? You know, because he's a militant. And the angel said, Joshua, I'm not for you. I'm not for enemy. I have come as a commander of the army of the Lord. Listen to me. I receive instruction from God alone. I do not receive instruction from man. If you look at the scriptures in the book of Psalm, 
Alright? If you look at the book of Psalm, Psalm, yes, one hundred three twenty and twenty one. It says, Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who obey or do his bidding. Who obey his word. Praise the Lord all ye heavenly hosts. You his servant who do his will. Are we together? Angels obey the command of God. Now how do you. How do we. Both of us activate angels. When you say in the name of Jesus. Heaven is open. Your voice goes straight to the throne of grace. And you begin to say father let this be. Let this happen. Let this happen. And as you are speaking, God says yes. Once God says yes, that word becomes the word of God. Which every angel has to act upon. Because angels only obey the bidding of God. So therefore, when the angel spoke with, with, with Joshua, he said, I am neither for you or for your enemy. He says, I am for anybody who is on the Lord's side. The commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then he says, then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servants? The commander of the army of the Lord replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are. is a holy ground. And Joshua did so. If you read the rest of the story, Instruction that was given to Joshua to fight the battle is so simple. Nobody in the physical can ever win a battle by it. The angel said, walk round Jericho once every day for seven days. If you read the next verse after this one, he said Jericho was tight. The people of Jericho have done everything possible to make sure that it cannot fall. Enter, they will finish you. It is impossible for any man to overtake Jericho. Really, the wall of Jericho, it was a cube. The height and the breadth is the same length. No wall ever has been built after Jericho like that. So, if the wall was 30 feet long, high, the wall was 30 feet in thickness. But if you see, it says on the seventh day, go around seven times and then a shout. There was no bomb in those days. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Prophetic instructions are where? Listen to me. And they went around. Joshua immediately summoned them. But before they went, he said, Sanctify yourself first. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders. Cleanse your mind. All these earthly things that clog your heart. Throw them away. Throw them away. 
I have told you again and again. Let the offend, offender go scot-free. If somebody offended you because you are alive, that's why they offend you. If you are dead, they won't offend you. They will not distribute offense to your door. <laughs> Hallelujah. But many times, the devil will make you be thinking about some past events that are useless to, to your humanity. When God says, forget ye the former things, do not dwell on your past. Why? Because you will not see the new thing God is doing. Listen to me. Those who are with you are more than those who are against you. The Bible says on the seventh time when they went round. I can imagine when Joshua said this is what we are going to do. Everybody was just following him. Amen. Follow your leader. Religiously. Sometimes we give you prophetic instruction. If you consider with your intellect, you fail. Are you out of it? Things will happen with those who believe it before you regret. And prophetic instruction, once it's passed, forget it. God don't go by revisit it. On the seventh time when they made a loud shout, the Bible said the wall of Jericho sank. He didn't fall down. He sank. The ark opened his mouth and he sank. They excavated it recently in our time and they found the wall there. Archaeologists. But then, what did God do? God removed the protection from the enemies so that they are not vulnerable. Because the wall sank, a terrible fear arrested the whole enemies. We thought they would not be able to enter here. And they took on their heels to the sword by themselves. Are you with me now? If you look at the book of Second Chronicles chapter 20, chapter 20, the Bible says that some enemies came against Jehoshaphat. It is always very, very, it's a common scripture that we look at. And then when they came against Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat called the solemn assembly, the people prayed. And when the people prayed, the, the Spirit of God came upon a prophet boy. And the boy said, believe in God, you shall be established. Believe in his prophet, you prosper. Verse 20. And it says that the battle that you are about to fight is not yours, it is mine. Your battle is not yours, it is God's. Once you are born again, you don't fight. You only have win, victory. Like Trump said, win, 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 win. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. It's just victory. It's victory to victory. Who fights? God. Through who? His holy angels. God is the one who fights. So, why would you be terrified? Because of assault of Lucifer. When you have myriads of angels and only one of them is enough to fight your battle. But you have more than one with you. Why should you be afraid? Come on, let me read to you another battle. Look at the book of Second Kings, chapter 6, verse 8 to 17. It says, Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Beware of passing that place, because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel, remember I told you, this prophet saw the vision, isn't it? Who is behind the vision? Who is behind that vision? Angels! They showed it to him. And the prophet told the king, 
Now, you will see that angels are behind it eventually. He said, the man of God sent words to the king. Beware. Verse 10. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such place. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, Will you not tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? (laughs) Hallelujah. None of us, my lord, the king, said one of the officers, but Elisha, (laughs) the prophet who is in Israel, when there was no telecommunications or satellites, he was seeing the film show of your bedroom. That's what I'm seeing in my Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. He said, The prophet who is in Israel, tell the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. You know what that tells me? I don't care what the devil is thinking about me. I don't care where they took my matter to. I don't care those who have plotted against me. If anybody did, he's only stupid. Because wherever they gather together about you, your God is in the midst of them there. So, the angel God has given charge over you sees it. And he gets himself ready. When you are sleeping, do you know how many times you have been attacked on your sleep? But the angel of the Lord destroyed it. You woke up, you seem as if you had some disturbance. You can't even remember what happened. Listen to me. <laughs> That's why people who, who praise the devil, I really pity them. Who claim to be born again. He said the, 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 the Elisha was in your bedroom. If they told you that and you are a king, what would you feel? But this king is strange. He said, hey, go find out where he is. The person who is in your bedroom without physically coming, you are going for him again. Is that, does that make common sense? That is how the devil does. Maybe we'll get him again. Let's try this. Maybe we'll get him. Let's try that. Maybe we'll get him. You can never kill your shadow. He says, go. Find where he is. The king ordered. So I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Jotham. So it doesn't matter whether they locate where you are or not. Then he sent horses and chariots and strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. Watch this. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots has surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? That is many Christians. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? Because you can see only in the physical. Verse 16 says, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Does the prophet need to see? No. Faith. Faith. There is no way for Elisha to believe that a stupid man will come and capture him. What are the angels doing? 
He has confidence that angels surround him. I told you yesterday some of my own personal life stories, isn't it? What makes you fear? If you don't get into danger, how will you know the authority you carry? Huh? Oh, they have taken your name to somewhere. It doesn't matter. Oh, they are attacking you from home. Which home? My own home is in heaven. And nobody attacks anybody. <laughs> nobody attacks anybody here. Listen to me. Your brain has to be retuned. I'm telling you. Satan decided, the king decided, go catch him in his own house. They surrounded the house. And the other child of God was panicking. Master, we are dead. <laughs> you know what the master did? He said, and Elisha did what? Come on now, let's read that verse it together. Listen to me. Somebody was seeing physical chariots. Maybe there are hundreds. Little they did know that the chariots that he saw with metal, there are chariots of fire that can melt metal like that. But there are chariots too. Upon each of them were angels. They surrounded those who came with the physical chariots one on one, waiting for instruction. Waiting for instruction. Whenever the enemies surround you, that is what happens to you. Listen to me. Whenever. When Elijah asked that the Lord should open the eyes of this boy who eats all the time, he does not pray when they are praying. He is a prophet too, but he lost food so much. No fasting for him. His own fasting is to be eating chocolate and eating apple. <laughs> Hallelujah. He does banana fast. And he does tea fast and coffee fast and chocolate fast. And all those type of fasting. <laughs> and that's what is fast. So, he can't see. He's suffering from... Um, uh, 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 what do you call this thing that blind the eyes? That they have to eat yeast for the eyes to be open well. Huh? No, cataracts is even better. Astigmatism. Listen to me. You know what makes him blind? Number one, he has no fellowship with God. Number two, he doesn't pray. Number two, he doesn't read Bible at all. Okay? So for him, he was making money of his, of his master's grace. I am the servant of Elisha. Don't you know? I can arrange you to see him. Hundred pounds. You sow a seed. Now you get your miracle. A seed. Now you get your miracle. You will bypass everybody. You see the man of God. I would get that. So when he now saw people surrounded the man of God, his business is over. <laughs> you got it. He said, Master, we are finished. <laughs> Both of us are gone. Kaput. Hallelujah. If you are in that 
base. Today, God will remove you from there to the place of science. If you read that scripture further, it says, Elisha prayed to the Lord. Oh Lord, open the eyes of this man. I pray tonight that the Lord will open the eyes of those who hear me. Everybody under my voice that the King of Heaven will open your eyes to see that greater and more are those who are with you than those who are against you. Look at what happened. Then the Lord opened the eyes of that servant and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of what? Fire. All around. They are chariots but they are manufactured with fire. Wind is their messenger. I will gather now. They don't have to ride and roll. Once they take off, wind will carry them. It is only when your eyes open, you can see to the other realm. Between now here and the realm of angels is one step. Alright? The step is open eyes. Open eyes. We believers understand to pray, Lord, open my eyes. Did Paul not say, give me the spirit of insight? Listen to me. I love this. Now, let's see the next verse very quickly. As the enemy came down towards him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike them, strike these people with blindness. Who made it happen? Angels. <laughs> because the angels were waiting for instruction. And they obey God's bidding. They are fire standing against metal. If Elisha said, consume them, they will vanish into thin air. Because they are fire already. They only need to move into the position of those, those chariots and you will not find them anymore. But Elisha understood the heart of God. That when your enemy is hungry, feed him, Jesus said. He didn't say kill him. Feed him. So, you know what happened here? So he struck them with blindness. And Elisha, as Elisha has asked, Elisha told them, this is not the road. And this is not the city. Follow me. And I will lead you to the man you are looking for. The Bible says, and he what? Led them to Samaria. <laughs> Excuse me. When I read these things, every one of us can do this. It is faith. When I see, you know, in Nigeria, this one came. I'm rubber came to my house. That one came. I'm rubber came to my house. I'm rubber will lead me. You know what comes to my mind? Is it not the God of Elisha that we are serving? God did not live inside Elisha. He lives inside us. What is the difference between us and Elisha? Many of us don't have faith. Faith is what we don't have. Without faith, no man shall what? Please not see. Without holiness, no man shall. Without faith, no man shall. Faith pleases God. 
And God speaks on behalf of he that he is pleased with. I remember a few times that I went with Pastor, Pastor Dapo. One day, we went to do crusades at Agawi. Avi? For Bishop Gideon You know, in my crusade, I don't finish crusades. When it's crusades, I wait until God mop the floor. Before I go. And in Nigeria, they were telling you that, oh, when it's 6 o'clock, eh, my seven, seven, eight o'clock, people will, go, will have problems going home. I said, not in my own crusade. If I come to do crusade, follow those who came to crusade. The ones who were sent to work with me, they will follow you too. I believe it with all my heart. Now we were supposed to go to a place called Shagamu. And by 12, I said we are going. Midnight. They said, ah, the, the road is dangerous. That was, that was rain. I said, we are going. We, be, we must go to Sagamu. And Sagamu, when we were going there, the, the man in Sagamu already was waiting for us from about 9 or 10. He had cooked food for all my encouragement. <laughs> Hello? Delicious meal. So, as we hit the road, heavy rain, I will say, Lord, clear that rain. By the time we drive to the place, rain is gone. When we pass, look behind us, heavy rain. Because nothing must hinder us. When we go to Sagamu, we branch in Sagamu. You know, Pastor Lakwa never feared anything because he never told me any word of fear. If Apostle say we go, we go. We got there. Prince, ah, I've been waiting for you, sir. They took us to the table, and I told everybody before we entered there that we must eat too. You know, the, the belly of missionaries can eat any hour of the day, and it'll be all right. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's the grace. Because we haven't eaten since morning. And then, this is after one in the midnight, about one in the midnight. We ate. So we ate and calm down. And you know, when, when I enter houses of people like that, they don't, they don't, it's, it's not food they call me to come and eat. They want to hear the Lord. That's why they invited me to come and eat. And you mustn't hurry before the Lord. Or else, God does not speak in a hurry. You know, it's ancient of days. <laughs> Hello? Sometimes we don't ask him and he will talk to you. Some other time he said, Father, in the name of Jesus, he will tell you, just say the Lord. And some other time he loves to hear your voice for two hours or three hours before he even tell you one word. You see? We ate. And then I ministered to them. By the time we finished all this, it was after two in the morning. And we came out and said, I'm going home. You know? The road from Shagamu to Lagos is the death trap of Amroba. Okay? Do I have them in my contemplation? No. Why? Should Amroba stop me on the road? What do you think God made that happen for? It's for him to hear the gospel. I always think about this, my friend. If Elisha can say, Father, Give them blindness. And angels made it happen. I can say the same. I can say the same. 
Not anointing, no. But my confidence in the one that I serve and I worship. Who cannot deny his name if I can speak in that name with the boldness in him? I've confronted devils. How much more I'm Robert that is possessed of the devils. Those who send, who manufacture the devil into people's body, I have confronted them. Talk less, the person that they borrow them demons. They borrow and rob demons. By the demon in him, he will become a human being. This man said, Lord, we went home and I got home about 3 or so or 3.30. I went to sleep. Same thing one day. I went to take plane in Ghana, in Accra. My seats, they have sold it. Airline sold my seats. It's a Nigerian airline, no, not Ghanaian airline. <laughs> yes, I have to clarify that. But it was in Accra, and I was in first class, and they give me body pass. Yes, and by the time I got there, they sold my seat. And I have to catch plane from London the following morning. So I said, we are going to Lagos. Everyone said, ah, man of God, man of God. I said, what? Ah, eh, from Accra, eh, this is about eh, to, to 11 or whatever. You can't get to Lagos until, until eh, about 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. I said to them that, look, I'm going for overcomers VG in London, and I'm going to Nigeria. Take me to where your garage is. I got to the garage. I said, look, call one man. I'm Apostle Fred Williams. Your car is good. Is the engine okay? The man said the engine is okay. I said, now, how much will this car, you feel it, and we go to Lagos? He said, this is how much I pay for it. But I said, okay, just carry me, carry my wife, we're going. He said, yes, sir. You know, he is money. <laughs> he said, yes, sir. And we head for, the, for Lagos. We got to, um, I think one person was with us. I think it was Pastor Pastor Johnson also was with us. Ododo, Ododo was with us. Ododo. Yeah, Pastor Johnson and Pastor Ododo was with us. So, we got to uh, 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 the border of Ghana. No problem. We just passed through. Once they see my cross, oh, man of God, we pass. Man of God, we pass. We got to Togo, man of God, we pass. We got to Benin Republic, the Benin Republic border, Nigerian Benin. They said, man of God, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So I sat down. I said, what's the issue? They said, sir, look at these people who are just coming from Badagri area. They just robbed them. That there is armed robber on that road. Be- between uh, um, Badagri and uh, this uh, school. They have, no, not last school. There is a school, their old school. The teaching school or whatever. So... They said that everybody knows that that is their, their, their base and they are always there. They just did this, they did that. They said all manners of things. I was looking at them. So when they finished, I said, Customer officer, is that all? He said, Yes. I said, I'm going. He said, What did you see? I said, I am going. Did you not see cross on my neck? <laughs> I'm a servant of God. I'm going home to my house. Uh, the immigration man opened the gate. My friend, let me go. Put everyone in the car. Let's go. I, he, yes, sir. Yes, sir. They opened the gate. We went. When we got to that very place, hello, I just saw us like us like us like us. I said, good. Some people hear the gospel. When we parked with guns, they are in mufti. All right. 
Yes, I want the glass down. I just told everybody, don't speak. Let me speak. I won't tell you all what, what happened. Because some of them are classified information. <laughs> to Pastor Dudu. <laughs> it is like demon that said that Paul will know. <laughs> Paul will know. Jesus will know. Who are thou? <laughs> that this is a man of God. <laughs> Who are you? I'd rather tell the guy that, look, 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 he's my pastor. He doesn't look like one, does he? <laughs> but they were policemen, not arm robbers. This one who stopped us. And he told us that we have just finished some arm robbers here. And there was an robber over there. They were saying, oh, the arm robber. I said, okay, thank you so much. I said, I'm Bishop Williams. I live in Yaba. And I'm going to Yaba. I'm flying out tomorrow morning for a conference in England. He said, we want you, sir. I said, thank you for your warning. He said, I joy. You can go, sir. We drove. We saw roadblocks, but we saw no man. We saw roadblocks, we saw no man. I wanted man who had killed others to stop me on the road. But we saw none of them. If there was any one of them marked for salvation, God would have led him to that road at the time. We got home at 3.30 a.m. and I slept. I had no fear. The people who were with me may be afraid, you know, but I have no fear. Excuse me, somebody. When Paul was in a, in, a, in a ship and the ship was going to sail, he said to them, do not sail. The sailor said that you are a lawyer, you don't know about navigation. The sea is good, and we have to go. Paul said, yesterday night, I saw the angel of the Lord whom I serve standing beside me, and he said to me, do not sail. That Paul looked more crazy. Say, you are talking nonsense. Please, and they sailed. When they sailed and then they hit the big storm, everybody was running away wire, helter skelter, hey, oh. But there was a man in the midst of the storm, sat down calmly. He sat down calmly. Why? Because an angel who God assigned to protect us appeared that you are going into peril, but I am here. And then the captain came to him and he said, look guys, you are trying to save your goods. I warned you before you sail. Now hear what God has said. This ship will fall into pieces, but no soul will die. How can the ship fall to pieces and people did not drown? Because the angel of the Lord, the God whom I serve, is here. He made man float. Are you with me? He made sure that the ship was broken to pieces. All the plants vanished from the river. But everybody, any deck that they were, they came back to the shore. Somebody needs to explain to me how they did that. The angel of the Lord encamped round those who fear the Lord. So do what? Protect them. 
One month before you pray. Look, you are more than what you think you are. That's what I'm telling you. You only need to know that this is for you. It is your right. It is an assignment of heaven. And not all angels, ministry, spirits sent to serve those who will have salvation. Let me show you one more. Look at the book of Second Chronicles chapter 32 verse 1. It says, after all that Hezekiah had so faithfully done, Sennacherib king of Assyria came and invaded Judah. He laid siege to the fortified city, thinking to conquer them for himself. This tells you this, that we who believe in Jesus, danger can approach us. You may be very faithful to the Lord, and yet the devil will attack you. This, this Ezekiel of a man, he was the one whose father was evil. You just did that in your silo pillars. Whose father was evil, but he cleaned up evil from Israel. He restored the holy order, zealous for the Lord. After he had restored everything for God, the enemy attacked him. Excuse me. I don't want any one of you as a believer, ever when you see an attack of the enemy, if a thought comes to your mind that is because of your sin, instantly you open your mouth and say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. God will not allow enemy to attack you because you sinned. Because a believer does not deliberately sin. He who is born of God does not deliberately sin because the seed of him who is born of God in him keeps him safe. And the evil one cannot harm him. The evidence that you are born again is that you run from sin. If you come to church and you love to sin, it don't make a mistake to die. Oh. Believe what I tell you. You are the one who quarrel with everybody. Don't make a mistake to die. Because if you are truly born again, you will stop sinning. Somebody who recklessly lives a sinful life is not seeing him. First John 2, 1 to 6. This is the reason why God's people, people who come to church must examine themselves whether you are born again. Because what I'm saying now is for those who are born again. Anybody who loves to plot evil against another man cannot be of, of God. You cannot claim to be born again. Even if you preach and the dead bodies in crematorium rise up, it's your brain that is preaching. He that is born of God does not continue to sin. You cannot celebrate the failure or the falling of anybody. You can't do that. But if you are born of God, come on now. The devil will attack you. But no problem. The Bible says this Zinacherub of a man, or Zinacherub, or Cherub. Huh? He attacked, thinking he will conquer them. I won't read all the stories because I've taught you about Zinacherub before. He boasted of how much he has power, how his father had laid waste many kingdoms. And he sent even one of his soldiers to go and talk in Halamaic so that the people of Israel can hear his language. That we are ready to destroy all of you. Don't listen to your king Hezekiah is a liar. But you know something? Look at chapter 32, verse 20. It says, King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out. To who? 
to God. In what? In prayer. They cried out to heaven in prayer. They knelt down and prayed to God. Look at what happened after they have prayed. Their voice reached heaven. Verse 21. And the Lord did what? Read it loud. Read it loud. Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. Say it again. The Lord will send his angels to you tonight. The Lord will send his holy angels to you tonight. I say angels will come to your house. I say angels will knock your door. Everywhere you go, they will reveal themselves to you. The Lord will hear your voice. He will send his holy angels unto you. If you are in a problem right now, he will deliver you from the hands of the devil. The Lord will break down the gates of bronze. He will cut down the bars of iron. He will destroy the gates of Jabna. In the name of the Lord of hosts, the Lord sends his angel. The Lord sends his angel. Stand up on your feet. Listen to me. If you know how to cry to God, God knows how to send his holy angel. If you know how to call on the Lord, God knows how to send his holy angel. You are going to lift up your voice today and say, Father, as you sent your holy angel on behalf of Ezekiah, send your holy angel over me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Send your holy angels on my behalf. Send your holy angel on my behalf. Lord God Almighty, the Lord sent his angel. The angel destroyed the enemies. They destroyed the enemies of Ezekiah. Maraboshi Kabalebosa. He said the angel threw them into confusion. Send your angel, oh God, on behalf of CFT. Send your angel, oh God, on behalf of me. As you did unto Ezekiah. Everything that the demons of hell have stolen, send your angel to arrest them. Whatever the devil has hindered in the life of these people, release your angel, oh God, and deliver. Release your angel, oh God, and free them. Release your angel, oh God. Let there be liberty. Let change be broken. Bondage be destroyed. Fortunes be restored. Fortune be restored. Let the chariots of fire go ahead of us. Destroy the chariots of man. The Bible says, Have you been to the storehouse of God? Where you keep the hailstones for the day of trouble? Release your holy angels, O oh God. Release your holy angels, O oh God. Let God arise. Let his enemy be shattered. Let God arise. Let his enemy be shattered. The angels are shattered of the water of healing. Whatever the devil has planted in human body, I command it to be pulled out. I command it to be uprooted. I command it to be uprooted. Everything the devil has planted in the life of people, I command it to be harvested out of them. Yay! What the devil has planted in marriages, let them be uprooted in the name of Jesus. What the devil has planted in businesses. Let them be taken out in the name of Jesus. Release your angels, O oh God. 
Release your angels, O God. Release your angels, O God. Release your angels, O God. Release your angels, O God. Release your angels, O God. Release your angels, O God. Hey! The Bible says, when the Lord laid a siege against the people of Messiah, they turned against one another and destroyed themselves. Begin to decree every weapon the enemy has sent to you. The Lord will return it back to their sources. The Lord will return it back to their sources. Satan fail over your life. Demons of hell fail over your family. The Bible says the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will stand. If God can listen to Hezekiah, he is listening to you right now. He's listening to you right now. Begin to command things in your life that should not be. Command them to depart. Begin to decree things that should happen. Even before the end of this week, begin to make declaration in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Lord will release his angels concerning you. He will release his angels concerning you. He will release his angels concerning you. The one who defeated Sennacherib, he is still alive with God. Father, release that angel on behalf of Christ's tabernacle to destroy all the enemies of God over the lives of everyone and those who listen to me thereafter. Whatever the devil has beat into their life, I decree them to be removed by the angels of God. I decree them to crumble. Let the will of God overtake the will of devil. Let the will of God overtake the will of man. Let the will of God overtake the plans of the wicked one. Let the life of everyone under my voice rejoice. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. People who have lost destiny, let your angel begin to take over their destiny back. Let your angel carry them on the wing and take them to destiny. There should be fulfillment in families. There should be fulfillment in this house. Oh, Lord. Maherekete. Repoto poto me preke kero kosta hebra ole ribageta hezi. The Bible says King Hezekiah and the prophets Isaiah son of Amos cried out to heaven. They cried out to heaven. The Lord sent an angel, Kairamata. Send your holy angels on our behalf, O God. Send your holy angels on our behalf, O God. Recover our lost strength. Recover our lost wealth. Make a way where there is no way. Let the waters congeal before us. Part the Red Sea before us. Take away the mountains before us. Rabaka Baka Telebosta. Jehovah will praise you. Jehovah will bless you. Jehovah we exalt you. Almighty God will give you praise. Mandrebo sekelendo sahaya. Let fortune be restored. Let boldness be restored. Yeah, Lord, thank you. 
Now tell the Lord, open my eyes to see. Open my eyes to see. Elijah prayed. Open his eyes. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. Jesus. Open my eyes, Lord Jesus. I want to see vision. 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 Open my eyes, Lord. Father. Send your angels to reveal things to me. Send your angels to reveal things to me. Thank you, Father God. Blessed be your holy name. As God answered Hezekiah, your prayers are answered. Whatever the devil has stolen from your life are restored tonight. Your stolen health, receive it back. Your stolen wealth, receive it back. Your stolen peace, receive it back. The Bible says the devil has come but to kill, to steal, and destroy. But the Son of God has come that you might have life. I decree as a messenger of the Most High. All the years the locusts have eaten and the things that demons and men have stolen from you. I decree by the power of the Most High that the angels of God are released from heaven to recover them. They will recover every allotment that belongs to you. The charge that God gave to the angel of destiny is that he will restore back to you what the enemy has stolen. Anybody or anything occupying your destiny, I command them to be shifted. As it is easy for the rain to fall down from the sky when God commands it, and no power could hinder him from coming. Like the rising of the sun, so shall your rising be. Your scorching heat could not be contended by any power of us. As God has written concerning you, so your destiny shall be. Everybody that came here sick, I decree that they are made whole. Oh, 
my king. People that the enemy had made miserable. In the name of Jesus Christ, he that lives forever and ever. In accordance with the will of the Father in heaven, your fortunes are restored. It says, if anyone shall come against you, it shall not be by my doing. Those who come against you will surrender to you. As Sennacherib's army were destroyed, and Sennacherib himself with the hand of his seed was taken away. Every embodiment of evil spirits that have been assigned against you, I relieve them of their duty in the name of Jesus Christ. Against their position, I apply to heaven for holy angels of God. What the devil has held away from you that belongs to you, I command hell to release them in the name of Jesus Christ. What God has freely given you that have been hidden by the powers of hell, stolen by the powers of hell, I command their rest in the name of Jesus Christ. As the angels of God are sent to the ends of the earth, and they, re- they collect and recover these good things of God, receive them back. The Bible said, The Lord will restore to you the years of have have taken. I command your restoration to begin now. I decree your Jerusalem shall be inhabited. I decree that your Zion shall be occupied. If you have never seen an angel, tonight the Lord will send one to you. The one who opened my eyes, he will open your eyes. Heaven will be like going to the next door market. Encounters that will cement your heart permanently with God. Encounters that will enhance your fear of God. Aha! What Daniel experienced, and he fell down and fainted, and no breath upon him until the hand of the maker of heaven and earth touched him and raised him up. Such glory that Daniel saw that is inexpressible about God. I ask, may you encounter it in the name of Jesus. Your testimony will change from tonight. The things that the angels have recovered for you tonight, in your dreams, the Lord will reveal them to you. And as you leave my presence in the physical, they begin to happen. Where men have rejected you concerning good things, they will begin to call you back. People who have robbed you will call you and they will beg you, they will repay you back. Those who are struggling with you over the allotment God has given you, they will call you and they will give up. Every human being that Satan had made your enemy, they will sign peaceful agreement with you. The Lord will cause their heart to be happy to be among your soldiers. So shall it be and so it is. In Jesus' holy name we are praying with us. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, there's a song that came to me and says, Amen. I am Jesus. 